Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. My name is Simon Ager, and in this episode I'll be talking about Omniglot.com, the online encyclopedia of writing systems and languages that I have been running since 1998. Incidentally, the tune you heard at the beginning of this episode was one of my recent compositions called Goosing Around or Gweezior Gumpus. When people ask me, what do you do? What do you do for a living? What's your work? Or similar questions. I have various ways of replying to these. The standard reply I use at the moment is, I write and talk about languages for a living, mainly on my website, omniglot.com, and also sometimes at conferences and other language-related events. And then people have all sorts of other questions about what I do on my website, how I set it up, how I make money from it, and so on. So I thought I'd talk a bit about that on this episode. So, back in 1998, i just returned from working in Taiwan for five years, where I'd picked up basic web design and translation skills, and various other skills, and I thought I could set up a business, building and translating websites. And I spent a year trying to do that, and originally I was going to call the business Omniglot, a name I coined myself, but my dad persuaded me to use a different name because he said, well, nobody knows that word, because you made it up. So I called the business Multilingual Communications. I got a bit of work, but it wasn't really enough to live on. And at the same time, I was looking for other jobs, and eventually I got one as a multilingual web developer in Brighton, in the south of England. And I did that for about nine years, building websites in a variety of languages, mainly for the company I was working for. And in my spare time, I continued to work on my own website, Originally, I'd set it up to promote my business, but I also added information about languages I I knew and worked with, and that grew eventually to become a kind of encyclopedia of languages and writing systems. I'd been interested in languages for a long time. I'd learned French and German at secondary school, French from the age of 11 and German from the age of 12, and then studied Chinese and Japanese in university, and had tried to teach myself a number of other languages. So I was familiar with a variety of languages and a number of different writing systems as well. And then I discovered that there were all sorts of different writing systems around the world that I'd never heard of, and I started learning about them and putting together information and adding it to my website. And after that I got a bit carried away and started adding information about all the alphabets and languages I could find. So now there are basic details of over 1,200 different languages on Omnigot, and about 200 or more different writing systems, and another 700 constructed scripts and adapted scripts. There are useful phrases in over 300 different languages, with recordings for quite a few of them. There's also numbers, colours, time phrases, and other useful phrases in quite a few different languages. Since 2008, when I moved to Bangor in Wales, I've been making a living from the site. I'd been thinking about doing something different for quite a while, including teaching, or speech and language therapy, or joining a circus, or going off to study music. And when I was made redundant from my job in Brighton, after working there for nine years, that spurred me on to try something different. Fortunately by then, I was just about making enough to live on from Omniglot and other jobs I got writing for other websites, but I couldn't really afford to stay in Brighton. So after a lot of thought, I decided to go off and do an MA in Linguistics at Bangor University in Wales. And I'd taught myself Welsh by then. It's a language I'd always wanted to learn, because I have family roots on my mother's side in Wales. 
and I thought it'd be nice to be somewhere where I could actually speak the language regularly. So I moved to Bangor. It's also quite a bit cheaper to live in Bangor than in Brighton. So, how do I actually make a living from a website? After a few years, more and more people were starting to visit the site, and I discovered that I could get commission if I recommended products on Amazon. So I set up a bookstore and listed books, language courses, and other language-related materials. And whenever people clicked on the links and went off to buy something on Amazon, then I got a little commission. At first it wasn't very much, a few dollars a month, but over time it gradually built up. I found other um, affiliate schemes like this on other sites, and people started approaching me asking for paid ads, paid links, and then I found Google AdSense, which is a way you can make money from any website. You just put a bit of code on every page where you want ads to appear, and then the ads arrive based on keywords on that page, or what you, you yourself have been browsing beforehand. Although, if you've got an ad blocker, you won't see such ads. So, if you want to support Omniglot, one way you can do so is to switch off your ad blocker while you're browsing the site. Anyway, if you click on any of the Google ads, I will get a few cents. And at the moment, that is a, a major source of revenue for me. At first, it was a small amount each month, but gradually over time, it built up. And I get some income from donations, very kind people who have visited my site and like what they see and want to support it, make donations. There are donation links on every page of the site in the footer. So if you're feeling generous, don't hold back. Any amount, no matter how large, is very welcome. So that's basically how I make a living from Omniglot. It helps that the site gets a lot of traffic as well, of course. At the moment, I'm getting about 1.4 million unique visitors every month, and they visit the site over 2 million times and view over 3 million different pages. And some years ago, the number of visitors peaked at 2 million every month for a while, but since then they have dropped somewhat, and they're now starting to pick up again. I'm not sure how what I do affects the site. Sometimes when I've added a lot of new material, it seems to have no effect on my number of visitors. And there are times when I haven't added so much, the visitor numbers are higher. So my own activity seems to have only marginal effect on the number of visitors to the site. And most people find it via search engines like Google. Other search engines are available. Uh, my marketing efforts are pretty minimal. I have some business cards, I have a few stickers and pens that I give away to people when I want to promote the site, particularly at um, polyglot events and other language-related events I go to. And that's pretty much all the marketing and advertising I do. Now it's time for another piece of music, I think. This is Spring at Last, Gwenwyn Norgiwedd, a tune I wrote in March 2018, after a long winter. This version is played on the piano and harp.
So what do I actually do every day when working on Omnigot? Well, the first thing I do usually is to check my emails. People send me corrections and new material and requests for information and translations. Maybe they've found a mysterious carving on some long-forgotten temple in a jungle somewhere and they want me to decipher it for them. Or they've seen some mysterious patterns on a rock they found and they want me to say if it's a writing system or not. And if I can help, I will do. But usually I direct them to the Omniglot Facebook fan club where there are over 26,000 people interested in languages and usually if you post something on there you can get an answer pretty quickly whatever it is as long as it's related to languages and then when i've dealt with all the emails and all the things that people have sent me and asked me to do and if i've got time then i will look for new material to add to the site and look for ways i can improve it checking links proofreading um, adding new information redoing alphabet charts adding new phrases and recordings, finding videos to add to pages. That's something I've been doing quite a bit of recently. I try to find spoken samples of as many languages as possible. I try to find videos where people explain how to pronounce them, alphabet songs and so on. And that's pretty much what my work on Omniglot involves. And of course I write blog posts and make podcasts and sometimes give talks at the language-related events I go to. Last year, for example, I went to the Polyglot Gathering in Bratislava in Slovakia at the end of May, and I did a talk on the origins of words. And then in October, I went to the Polyglot Conference in Ljubljana in Slovenia. The theme of that conference, well, one of the themes, was diversity of languages. So I did a talk entitled Diversity of Writing Systems and talked about some of the lesser-known, lesser-studied writing systems from around the world. And in May of 2019, I will be going back to Bratislava for another polyglot gathering, where I will be doing workshops on traditional Scottish Gaelic songs and traditional Welsh dances. Another of my interests, apart from language, is music. Making music, writing music and songs, playing music, singing and dancing. So I often go to Kaylee's or Tampasai. These are usually evenings where you learn dances, traditional dances from Wales, Scotland, Ireland, England and other places possibly. You usually have a band to play the music and someone to tell you what to do, a caller, and you walk through the dances and then the music starts and you start dancing and the caller continues to guide you as you do this. So that's what I'll be trying to do in Bratislava. I also regularly go to Ireland to do courses in Irish language and traditional Irish songs and often learn dances there as well. And I do courses in traditional Scottish Gaelic songs in Scotland quite often as well. Now it's time for another tune, I think. This is Blue Skies, Awir Lass, a tune I wrote in May of 2018 for no particular reason. This version is played on the guitar and cavaquinho.
another thing people ask me is, how could I set up a similar kind of website? How could I make my living from a website? So I ask them, well, what are you interested in? What are you passionate about? What would you like to find out about, become an expert in? And usually people have interests and ideas. One friend I talked to about this told me that she she keeps rabbits and she likes to dress them up. She makes little outfits for them, little hats, and then takes pictures. So I suggested you know posting these pictures online, maybe making videos, making up little stories about her rabbits, starting up a blog, a YouTube channel, you know Instagram, all the other different ways you can share share material online. And I'm sure that kind of thing would get a lot of followers because a lot of online content seems to be about cute animals. And cute animals in clothes would get even more visitors. I'm not sure if she's done it yet. I haven't checked. But at the time, I, I found out that you could get domain names like bunnies in bonnets or rabbits in hats or similar things. And then, if you set up a website like that, it could be about something you do already or something you want to find out about and become an expert in. It's easy to set up a blog, for example. You don't have to spend any money. There's lots of free advice and templates and places where you can host it. So that's something you can do in your spare time. You don't need to give up your job and spend a lot of money to do it. You don't need to spend any money. It's just time you need to do this. Although if you want to make videos and such like, maybe you'll need some equipment to do that. If you want to make podcasts, you need a, a decent microphone, perhaps, and headphones and such like. But these are minor expenses, really. So if you start making interesting content about your interests and hobbies and things you're learning about and sharing it online, then maybe if you build up a following, you'll find other people with similar interests. You can start interacting with them, commenting on their blogs and podcasts and whatever they do, sharing links and such like. You could put a few affiliate links on your site related to whatever your site's about. You could look out for companies and organizations that provide goods and services related to what you're doing. You can also use Google Ads. If you've got enough traffic, you get a little little bit of money every time someone clicks on them. So if they appear on every page and you've got enough people coming to your site clicking on these ads, you can start to make a bit of money from them. Another way people can make money from their creative efforts is to set up an account on Patreon or Patreon. There's a system where you have subscribers who give you uh, so much every month, say $1 or $5 or $10 or whatever they can spare, and then you give them extra material, extra content, extra videos or extra episodes of your podcast or whatever you're making, access to more lessons if you're making language lessons or teaching people how to juggle or whatever whatever might be your, your thing, and then you get regular income from that. I haven't tried that. Maybe I should. There are people who can explain all this much better than I can. There's a lot of tutorials on how to market yourself online, how to use social media, the mailing lists and advertising and such like. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but you can find experts. You can find advice. If you start this off as a hobby, something you do in your spare time, carry on doing whatever you do to make a living, and then maybe over time, this hobby can turn into a business like mine did. And if you're doing something online, you don't need to be tied to anywhere. You can travel as you do it. Or maybe what your thing is, is writing about your travels or talking about your travels, making videos in different places. Use your imagination. Be creative. You don't have to be conventional. You can find your own way to do these things. The world is your lobster or oyster or other sea creature. 
if you do decide to try and set up your own online whatever, good luck. It took me a long time to actually make a living from Omnigos. It took me 10 years from when I started to when I was actually making enough to live on. But now you could probably do it much quicker. So, no, if you have any other questions you'd like to ask about Omnigots, about what I do and how I do it, you can leave comments on omnigot.com slash radio, where you can find notes on this episode and other episodes of this podcast. You can contact me at feedback at omnigot.com. My name is Simon Ager. So I hope you found this interesting. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.